الحمد لله رب العالمين حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والتابعين ورد اللهم عنا معهم أجمعين اللهم أمين وبعد It's very happy and nice to see all of you here Today inshallah I will talk shortly about the masjid itself The idea of having a masjid in our life and how important it is from Quran and Hadith But before I start I would love always to Start by saying salawat upon the Prophet ﷺ for 10 times to get the blessings of this salah. So everyone, inshallah, individually will say Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad for 10 times, inshallah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Inshallah, also before I start, I would love for everyone here to make dua for Sheikh Hassan that Allah bless him for all the effort and the time he put in the masjid here and inshallah he continues to benefit other communities and inshallah also our community here and may Allah bless him wherever he is and I remember a story one of the great scholars after he finished studying and he was uh, assigned to go to another city to teach over there his friend came to him and told him it was narrated that المؤمن كالغيث أينما وقع نفع a believer is like rain. Wherever it falls, it benefits. Wherever you go, you benefit. Even for a few, a short time, for a few minutes, wherever you are, you benefit the people there even by just sitting there, stopping yourself from harming others. Inshallah, we hope for Sheikh Hassan and for ourselves here, wherever we go, we benefit. Inshallah. Oh, when I say Rasulullah, it means please say, Send salawat upon the Prophet Sallallahu I will say it a lot. Al-Masjid. The word Al-Masjid is mentioned in the Quran many times. And the importance of the Masjid is mentioned in the Quran and in Sunnah many times. You know the hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu said, Seven shall be shaded by Allah under his shade on a day in which there is no shade except his shade. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of these seven people, one type of these seven people is a person whose heart is attached to the mosque. When he goes out of it until he comes back to it. And here is a question. How much do you love the masjid? Just feel this feeling. Do you have a feeling for the masjid, for this building? Do you have a feeling for the pillars, for the, for the carpets, for the walls? Do you have a feeling for it? Do, or is your heart attached to the prayer times? You, like, you manage your day around the prayer times. Do you have this feeling? If you are, then congratulations. You are one of these seven people. So when the Prophet ﷺ said this, seven people will be shaded uh, or shall be shaded by Allah or Allah's shade. He's saying that whoever is doing this, whoever's the person whose heart is attached to the masjid, he is under the shade from now. He is on the surat from now, from this moment. Once you have this feeling that you love the masjid, and this feeling is true. The Prophet ﷺ, I tell you something. I just came back from Umrah. I think you can notice this. So last day before I came back, me and my brother, we felt we want to try to go up the mountain of Thur, Jabal Thawr, where the Prophet ﷺ hid for three days when on his travel from Mecca to Medina. So we went there and we saw many ghar, many caves, more than one. In every cave, inside every cave, there is a carpet and people wrote like, this is Ghar Thawr and stuff like that. 
And we kept wondering which one is the correct one before we asked someone and he told us. Then it was very interesting. The only cave that was facing Kaaba directly was only one cave. Then we felt this is it. This has to be the one. The Prophet ﷺ couldn't choose any cave to hide in, but he, his eyes can still see the Kaaba. Even though he was just like, he was escaping, he was afraid, but yet his heart is attached to Al-Masjid Al-Haram. And after that, we asked someone and he said, yes, this is the Ghar Thawr where he hid Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, Rajul Qalbuhu Mu'allaq Bil Masajid. Rajul, or a man or a woman, when it says in any hadith is mentioned a man, it means all of them, man, a woman, or even adult or a kid. Qalbuhu Mu'allaq Bil Masajid. In the ayah that I was just recited in Salat al-Isha fi Surat al-Nur, Allahu Nuru Samawati wal-Ard. Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. Okay? And then Allah describes the example of His light. And He says, it's like a niche which uh, inside of it there is a lamp and inside this lamp there is a glass until the end of the ayah. The following ayah says, fi buyutin, in masajid or in mosques, which Allah has ordered to be raised. I'm gonna like have some reflections here. Number one, sallallahu There are more than one tafsir for this ayat. Most of the tafsir, they disconnect the ayah of An-Nur, Allahu Nur, Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth, and the ayah that talks about the, uh, the masajid and people who go to the masjid. However, one tafsir was very interesting. The tafsir here says that such niches, such windows that Allah mentioned in the first ayah, that the example of Allah's light is like a niche, a, a window, and inside this window or an opening in the, in the wall, and inside it there is a glass, and inside the glass there is a, an oil that has its own light. Some tafsir says that such niches are in the masajid. في بيوت مصباح المصباح في زجاجة هكذا إلى آخر أن وصل إلى قول الله والزجاجة كأنها كوكب دري في بيوت أذن الله الكوكب الدري المصباح والزجاجة والمشكاة as if these windows here, these niches are getting us Allah's light. Only inside the masjid, as if there are some gates from the masjid all the way up to the heavens. And Allah's lights comes to earth through the masjid, not through anything else. And when the Prophet said that there are angels who come down to earth for their duties, they do many things on earth. Their place to take the new shift is the masjid. They come down to the masjid in Salat al-Asr, and then the other angels who were already on earth, they go to the masjid in Salat al-Asr. The, 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 the first angels, they go to their duties from the masjid. They go, everyone is like, takes their orders and they go out. And the other angels who were already on earth, they go up to the heavens through the masjid. Where or how did the Prophet or how did he go for Mi'raj? From al-masjid. The only way from earth to heavens is through this spot, Al-Masajid. When he went for Isra, Isra is the trip or travel from Mecca to Al-Quds, Al-Aqsa. He was taken from his house. The angel came to his door, knocked the door, and he said, can you come with me? Then he went on the Burak and they traveled. But the only way to get out or to move or to get out from earth and go up the heavens was through the Masjid. So, مثل نوره كمشكات في بيوت هكذا قرأها بعض العلماء 
قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن بيوت الله في الأرض المساجد Why I'm saying before I keep going Why am I saying this? To appreciate this spot that we're sitting on To appreciate having masajid There will be times where people will not find masajid Or enough of masajid or it, Already it, sometimes the masjid is too far from your house So you can't really go frequently So we need to appreciate this opportunity that Allah has given to us يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن بيوت الله في الأرض المساجد وإن حقا على الله أن يكرم من زاره فيها The houses of Allah on earth are المساجد are mosques and Allah has obligated upon himself like he said this to himself that he will always honor those who come to the masjid you will never go out from here without being honored without getting gifts with you. Do you remember the hadith? What do you say when you enter the masjid? Allahumma inni as'aluka. Huh? Who knows the hadith? Allahumma, ayyuh. Allahumma gfridun bi waftah li abwaba rahmatik. Ya Allah, oh Allah, open the gates of mercy. Again, gates, niches, windows, all types of gates that are open or connected from earth to heavens are here. Open the gates of mercy when you come in. And while you're leaving, what do you say? Open the gates of grace or like It's all happening here. Angels come here in Isha and Fajr to change, uh, like to switch their shift. And the mercy is here and the Fadl is here and the Noor of Allah also is here. Sallallahu The Prophet said that most beloved parts of the earth or the land to Allah is al-masajid. So you are sitting in one of the most beloved parts to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you go outside, just one step outside, it's not called the masjid, so it's not the same spot or the same part of land. It's only here, right inside here, where adhan is called and prayers are performed. And also the Prophet ﷺ, and this hadith, if you don't know it, then it's like the gift of tonight. Sallallahu Salman and Abu Darda, they were very close friends. Salman wrote to Abu Darda and said to him, Ya akhi, al-masjidu baytaka. Salman wrote, wrote to Abu Darda saying, My brother, let the mosque be your home. For that I heard from the Prophet وسلم, that he said, Al-masjidu baytu kulli taqi. The masjid is the house of every or the home of every pious. وَقَدْ ضَمِنَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ لِمَنْ كَانَتِ الْمَسَاجِدُ بُيُوتَهُ Please pay attention to this. وَقَدْ ضَمِنَ I'm going to say it first in Arabic. وَقَدْ ضَمِنَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ لِمَنْ كَانَتِ الْمَسَاجِدُ بُيُوتَهُ الْرَوْحَةِ يعني الراحة النفسية الروحة والرحمة في الدنيا والقبر وفي الآخرة والجواز على الصراط إلى رضوان الله إلى الجنة Abu Darda says that Salman said that he heard this from the Prophet ﷺ. The mosque is the home of every pious. And God subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed for those whose houses are the mosques, comfort. Always feel some comfort. When you come to the masjid, when you leave from the masjid, you feel this comfort. And mercy in this life, in the grave and the hereafter. For those who feels the masjid is like their home. For those who treat the masjid the way they treat their houses. For those who keep the masjid clean the way they keep their own stuff clean. For those who appreciate everything in the masjid the way they appreciate everything in their lives. 
for those who have these feelings, Allah has guaranteed for them the, the comfort, mercy, and to pass on the sirat, you know the sirat on, that would be put on top of Jahannam, to pass on the sirat safely until they enter paradise. For those who treat the masjid or have this feeling for the masjid that it's our house. Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu qal, qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ma tawattana rajulun muslimun masajida lissalati wa dhikr, illa tabashbash Allahu la tabashbash minal bashasha, yani tabassama wa dhahik, subhanahu wa ta'ala, yani dhahikan yaliku bi maqamih, illa tabashbash Allahu lahu, kama yatabashbash ahlul ghaibi bi ghaibim. You can imagine this. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, any Muslim who like frequently goes to the masjid and for any reason he stopped going. Like something happened to him, he got too busy in life, so he stopped going to the masjid. And after that he missed the masjid and he like resumed going to the masjid and the minute he enters the masjid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala feels so happy and smiles to him. Wow, yeah Allah. Yeah, and you can imagine Allah smiles to someone. Marra, Ahad al-A'rab, one of the A'rab, the Bedouin people, he went to the Prophet ﷺ and he kept talking to him and asking questions. And then the Prophet mentioned something that Allah will smile to you. Then the Arabi said, wow, then we are all set. Like, that's it. How can we expect any kind of hardship from God who smiles to people? So who does Allah smile to them? Those who come to the masjid even after being disconnected for some time. Just remember. When you are away from masjid for a long time, just remember this. Once I enter, I will be a reason, a cause for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to smile and to be happy. Many millions of people make Allah upset and angry. I want to do the opposite. I myself made him angry many times, made him upset with myself many times. So I want to make him pleased with me. Just come to the masjid. The example here the Prophet gave, that Allah would be as happy as people who are welcoming someone who traveled for a long time, then he finally came back to them. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa sallam. One other thing that is happening right now. Hadith. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Al-Malaikatu The angels will remain and ask forgiveness and blessings for everyone as long as they stay in the masjid until they leave. As long as you're here, like even if you didn't benefit anything from the khutbah or from the lecture or from whatever is happening, even if you're too bored, you are still benefiting. It doesn't have to be like some kind of like benefit knowledge or something. Just sitting here, the angels are surrounding you making dua for you. But the angels are very, very busy making dua for us. You know, الَّذِينَ يَحْمِلُونَ الْعَرْشَ In the ayah of Surah Ghafir, those, the angels who carry the throne of Allah, what are they busy with? What are they saying the whole time? يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ Glorifying the Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَفِي آيَةِ أُخْرَى وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ لِمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ And they keep making dua and istighfar for those who believe. In God. So back to the ayah, in mosques which Allah has ordered to be raised. The word raised, there are some like points here. In a story, 
a very beautiful story. Maybe one day, inshallah, we'll say it together. It's called As-Samaka. In this story, the main character of the story said a very beautiful sentence. He was having a very hard time and was like really in a very miserable situation. He said, okay, the only thing I can do is just to go to the mosque, to the house of Allah, and just sit there for some time. So he said, as soon as I entered the masjid, I had the feeling that the masjid the masjid lies on earth, but the heavens lies inside the masjid. And in Imam Al-Qayyim, in the description of Allah said here that he ordered the mosques to be raised. Raised in some tafsir, like built, just raised, normally like any building. But the other tafsir says that Imam Al-Qayyim says, that as if there is a hand, palm hand, comes below or asfal al-masjid, and it lifts it up during the prayer, all the way up to the sky, to the heavens, until the prayer is done, assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, then you go down to earth. This is what we should really feel. When you come here, you're stepping up. You're not just entering the masjid. You're stepping up in the sky. Al-masjid yakunu fil ard, takunu وسلم, the tafsir, the ulama, when they mentioned the tafsir in this ayah, they mentioned many things. Turfa' raised, building the masjid and raise it up. Turfa' by the feeling spiritually that the masjid is really, this part of earth is being lifted up to the heavens. And turfa' by taking care and maintaining the masjid. Those blessed brothers and sisters who work serving the masjid, cleaning, preparing programs, or doing whatever they could to serve the community, you know, how the, much the Prophet ﷺ loves you. One day, the Prophet ﷺ, he used to see an old woman cleaning the masjid. Just he, she picks stuff from the uh, ground and cleans the masjid. Then after a few days, he missed her. He doesn't even know her name. He doesn't know anything about her. Actually, no one knew her name. Like even the hadith didn't mention anything about her name or about her family or about anything. Just she was someone who used to clean, sweep the masjid. And he missed her for a couple of days. Then he asked, where is the lady, the old lady who used to come and clean the masjid? They said, oh, Ya Rasulullah, she just died. She had died last night and we buried her. He got so upset. And he said, Shouldn't you told, inform me? Shouldn't you have told me? Someone like this cleaning the masjid and you don't come to me and tell me that she died. She is not anyone. She is not anybody. She is someone who sweeps the masjid. Someone who serves the house of Allah. How could you not inform me? Then, after they prayed janaz and everything, and they did everything right, he couldn't sit one second. And he went right away, and he said, Take me to her grave. Then he walked all the way to her grave, and he stood at her grave, and he raised his hands and made dua and prayed janazah again for her. Why? What do we know about this woman? Why did the Prophet ﷺ honor her that way? Because Allah honors those who honor his masjid. Allah loves those who love his masjid. And the Prophet ﷺ doesn't see that she is someone very known or someone famous. This is not the way he measures people. He just looked at her the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at her. That's how I think everyone here, mashallah, from, I know most of the people here, they are doing this type of job. They clean the masjid and they serve the community. And this is how you, you should believe 
if the Prophet ﷺ was alive, he would be very careful to attend, inshallah, our janazah after a long time, to attend it and to uh, pray our janazah. You know, there is sunnah, I think it is kind of forgotten. The Prophet ﷺ, when he returns from any travel, what is the sunnah? It's called sunnatul qudum min as-safar, sunnah of returning from a travel. What, is, what was the first thing that he would do once he enters the city? Yeah, he would head to the mosque and pray to Raqqa. Then he would go home. He would go to his first home. Then he would go to his second home. He would go to Allah's house. Then he would go to his own house and pray to Raqqa. And one day, a sahabi came back from a travel. The Prophet ﷺ saw him like going home. Then he called him to come and pray to Raqqa before he goes home. This is it. Like, no way. How could you enter a city? And not go to the house of Allah first before you go to any other place. No, just come here, pray to Raqqa, then you go home. That's how the Prophet ﷺ raised the place of the masjid in his heart and in our hearts as well. Quickly, you know how the Prophet ﷺ dealt with the masjid? Okay, you know, why did the Prophet migrate from Mecca to Medina? What is the reason? Hmm, why? He couldn't pray freely. As simple as that. There was no obligations in Islam at that time except just to pray. Two rak'ah after Fajr, two rak'ah before Maghrib, and two rak'ah at night. That's it. That's all. He couldn't pray freely. And all what he asked for from Quraysh, let me just pray. I want to come to Kaaba and pray. That's all. And they would, as you know, how they treated him. So he migrated from Mecca to Medina for that reason. In Ghar Thawr, he was looking at the Kaaba. On his way to Medina, he built two masjids. Masjid Quba, then on the way to Medina, from Quba to Medina, he prayed Jum'ah, and after that it was built, Masjid Al-Jum'ah. And once he settled down, before he even found a house for himself, he said, where can I build a masjid here? And it was done. So three masjid was built only on the trip of Hijrah from Mecca to Medina. That's how he used to think of a masjid. However, he used to judge between people in the masjid. So it was a kind of a court. He used to teach people religion in a masjid and have people teach each other like languages and uh, reading and writing in the masjid. So it was like a school as we have schools here. He used to receive the poor and have the masjid for them as a shelter. And you know, a sofa at the back of the masjid in Nabu, there is a spot called a sofa. This where the poor used to live as a shelter. So the masjid was a, a, a court a school, a shelter. And he used to receive also travelers and have them stay in the masjid and bring them food. So it was like another type of shelter. And he used to have the doctors and nurses treat patients at the back of the masjid. So it was a kind of nursing home or a hospital. And when it comes to prayer, he would say, The earth, wherever you are, is a masjid for you. That gives you an understanding. A masjid is not actually just for praying. That you can go anywhere and pray, and your prayer will be accepted, not like other faith. No, wherever you are, every part of earth is masjid. You can pray and your prayer will be accepted. So what is the point of having a masjid? Just to come and pray? Wrong. We are not here just to pray. We are here to do this whole sunnah of the masjid. A court, a hospital, a shelter, a place to solve problems, a school, everything. This is what a masjid should be. And this is Masjid Nabawi. The Masjid in Nabawi is not just the masjid that was built in Medina and we go travel to visit it. Of course it is. 
But any masjid that follows the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ and having all types of activities is Masjidun Nabawi, meaning Masjid ala Haddi Nubuwa, Masjid following the light of the Prophet. ﷺ. And by the way, every activity you add to a masjid, like the first, let me say this the first one who had the idea of building a gym inside a masjid will take the reward, will earn the reward of every gym built in any masjid. Because people are copying him, then the, he will get the reward. So when you're creative and try to have your masjid very different and very attracting to people, and then people follow you, you will keep getting the reward until the day of judgment. Back to the ayah. The word adhina, Allah permitted and commanded for these houses to be raised. Allah adhina has two meanings. The first meaning is ordered that no Muslim, like as you know, Muslims when they used to go to different new cities, the first thing they think of building is a masjid. Then they build houses around the masjid. And you can see that example in all old cities in Cairo, Baghdad, and Dimashq, and other way. This is the first thing. Adina means ordered you to build the masjid and stuff like that. The second meaning, which what I want to focus on, Adina means permitted. No one would ever enter your house without your permission. Right or wrong? Right. You cannot like, no, I cannot just go to your house and open the door and just go in. That like you will call the police for me, right? No one can enter Allah's house without his permission. Adina. And right after Allah said Adina, He praised those who come to His masjid. Because they are not any people, they are chosen by Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to come to the masjid. So whenever you come, you understand that you are like, you are coming, you are accepting the invitation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not that you decided to come. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who permitted, allowed, gave you the chance to come and subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes your own host. And then this is one meaning of adhina. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah At-Tawbah, praising those who come to the masjid and giving more like definition of the type of people who come to the masjid. إِنَّمَا يَعْمُرُ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ No one can keep going to the masjid frequently unless they really truly believe in Allah in, in the day of judgment. So this is a sign of your iman. Whenever you see a man or a woman like comes frequently to the masjid, testify that he is a believer or she is a believer. So if you feel some kind of emptiness in your heart or your iman is weak, just keep coming to the masjid. And then this is itself something that testifies for you that you are a believer. And finally, وسلم, the Prophet وسلم, said in hadith, Three types of people, Allah guarantees safety for them. One of them, a person who goes to the masjid, as long as he or she stays in the masjid, they are guaranteed safety. You know what this says to us? Wherever you feel that you have messed it up between you and Allah, and we all do, and it's really like even the Prophet ﷺ, like said this example that some kind of sins are like fire. 
Like we really made a big fire that is a gap between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever you have this feeling, just come to the masjid and ask for safety. Ask for aman. Al-aman, ya Allah. Aman. Aman, safety. I just want to feel safe. So the Prophet said, Allah guarantees safety for those or security for those who come to the masjid as long as they stay inside the masjid. And it was, this is the sunnah from the Prophet when, وسلم, when he sees very strong winds outside, he would masjid. He would escape and sit in the masjid and praise and make dua. When there is khusuf or khusuf eclipse, and like he feels this is something not normal, he would masjid. He would go to the masjid and asks all people to come and pray until this is over. So this is how even we should think of the masjid. It is a place where you find security in. If you have problems, you have something very tough happening in your life, hardship. If you feel that you are like too far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are so like you are very different from before. If you have this feeling that Allah is not pleased with you, come to here and you trust what the Prophet said. You are guaranteed safety and security. And we would love for everyone, for ourselves, to die in a masjid. Wow, this is like one of the best deaths ever. And the Prophet ﷺ, he used to make this dua that you all know. Allahumma la taj'al musibatana fi deenina. Al-ulama said in this, the tafsir of this, Ya Allah, don't make our like calamity in our religion. Don't test us in our religion. The ulama, some of them said in the tafsir, the worst musibah for anyone is to be astray or away from a masjid. This is the worst musibah. And Allah, when the Prophet, I mean the Prophet when he said the word musibah, it's something very bad. Like in the Quran, the musibah is death. Musibah to the calamity of death. The Prophet named being away from a masjid is a musibah as well. So, يعني, Allah and we ask Allah to put the love for the masjid in our hearts. And to put the love for the masjid in our children's hearts. And to make us feel the masjid is our home and our house. And make us be always at the service of Muslims and serve the people and serve the masjid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma ameen wa sallallahu wa sallam ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Jazakumullah khairan insha'Allah nakhtim bid-du'a. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluh wa laka shukru kulluh. إليك يرجع الأمر كله اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم أصلحنا وأصلح أولادنا وأصلح ذرياتنا واجعلنا مقيم الصلاة ومن ذرياتنا ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين